Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and you are listening to the Talking Grammar Podcast. This is episode 59 now of the podcast. Just going to do a quick, short, and easy one. I, I was able to interview the new Mountain West Conference Commissioner, Gloria Navarez, on Friday night. As I record this, this is Saturday afternoon, and had a quick, uh, you know, exclusive kind of one-on-one interview with her at the pit. She's making she she started as commissioner on January 1st and is kind of making the rounds as best she can around the league to uh, to get to know people, school presidents, athletic directors, administration, coaches, all that kind of stuff, and, and was was generous enough to, to take the time to do a, a one-on-one interview with the journal. Um, she also had a media scrum with, with all the media here and and talked about, you know, covered the basics, really. I, I We didn't dive too deep into any specific topic, but, but sort of covered the bases on what uh, a commissioner coming over from the West Coast Conference, where she was the commissioner at the WCC prior to this. So what, what are her priorities? What are the big challenges initially? Ironically, when she started at the WCC about five years ago, the Mountain West Conference was was trying to uh, to lure Gonzaga into the Mountain West. That didn't work. Right now, she faces San Diego State's on the brink of possibly leaving to the Pac-12, and there's still conference realignment going on all over the country, and, and we, we all sort of wait to see exactly what the Pac-12 is going to do. Are they going to invite San Diego State, try to survive when the UCLA and USC um, departure happens? Are, are they going to maybe implode? Are, are some of their schools, it's, it's still possible, maybe the Arizona and Arizona State um, duo, maybe they, they bounce and go to the Big 12 or something like that. So we, we kind of wait for all these dominoes to fall to see exactly what's going to happen with San Diego State. She obviously has to, to wait and see a little bit there too. So I talk with her about that. What does the league want to do? Do they want to expand? Do they want to have more I guess mouths to feed, if you will. You know, the, people talk a lot about, oh, we should add this this school or we should add that school or this program or that program. It would make us so much better. And, and fans think that way. The reality is school presidents, athletic directors, conference commissioners don't always think that way because it means more people in a conference means less money for each school. And these schools are about trying to make some money right now. So we talk about all that. We do talk about football and what the uh, what the role of a, co- a conference commissioner and, and a conference in general is to help a program like a New Mexico. You want, you know, you're only the the chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And right now, New Mexico football has to turn the corner. What what is the role of a of a conference commissioner to to try and try and help a program like a New Mexico that hasn't quite taken that next step and turned the corner? Obviously, they have a, a lot of optimism about what's coming up with Danny Gonzalez and this this recent recruiting class and the the coaching uh, I guess shuffles that he did this offseason. But what does the Mountain West Conference need out of its football programs like New Mexico at the bottom of the standings? And how much does that help? What's coming up in terms of broadcast rights and negotiations? Right now, they have a deal that they're pretty happy with. It's one of the best in the group of five um, TV broadcast rights partnerships with both CBS Sports Network and Fox Sports. So they're doing okay now, but that's just about a couple more years till they got to renegotiate. So where do they, where does the conference stand there? What's her role in all that? And then obviously, as I talked to her at the pit on Friday night, it was before the the Air Force game, and you know the Lobos end up getting fifteen thousand for a Friday night Air Force game. That that speaks to the strength, obviously, of the program itself, of the of the UNM Lobo program itself. But the, the league in general is obviously having a pretty good time, pretty good season right now too. They have five teams, as I record this, that are still in the top thirty five in the net rankings. They are hopeful. She is hopeful that they get five teams in the NCAA tournament. Uh, that obviously helps in terms of unit shares and, and revenue distribution across. Across the entire conference. So we talk about all those things. Again, no deep dive into any one topic per, per se, but uh, kind of 
scrape the surface, if you will, on a whole lot of topics. So wanted to drop this podcast again, going to be short and sweet, if you will. And uh, Gloria Navarro is the new athletic director, I'm sorry, the new conference commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, who's only had one conference commissioner all time since the league started in 1999. Craig Thompson was the only commissioner this league has ever had since it opened its doors in 1999. So it is a, a new and exciting and, and kind of uncertain time for, for the conference in that it has gone over two decades with, with one guy kind of running the show and, and now in steps Gloria Navarro, who, who is a very well-respected in the industry um, administrator. So should be a, an interesting time over the next several months. Appreciate her time and I appreciate you for listening. Hope you enjoy this conversation I had with her and I hope you enjoy all these podcasts. Obviously, mostly Lobo basketball driven and, and Lobo bas- basketball centric. This one veers off course just a little bit, um, but if you enjoy these podcasts, let me know at Jeff Grammer on Twitter, ggrammer at com is my email address. Let my bosses know what you think. Hopefully you're enjoying all this. And if you can take the time to subscribe to the Albuquerque Journal, support local journalism. That's www.abqjournal.com slash subscribe is how you can help. You can get a digital only subscription, a print subscription. You can get a combination of both. So Hopefully, if you're able, you can do that because it helps us out an awful lot. Obviously, at our core, we need the subscription base to do all these other things, to sell the advertisements, to do all that stuff, to give us the ability to keep devoting resources to cover Lobo Basketball Home and Road. We are the only local outlet that does that, that covers the Lobo Basketball program also on the road. I know all the other local media outlets are able to do it at home as well, but we're we're fortunate and I'm fortunate. I'm lucky enough to be able to do it on the road. So hope you're enjoying all the coverage. Hope you enjoy this conversation with the new Mountain West Conference Commissioner, Gloria Navarez. Gloria, first of all, I mean, welcome to Albuquerque. You have been here before. I saw your tweet yesterday um, about Rudy Davalos. So let's, let's just start right there. Um, Rudy Davalos, you take a picture um, of yourself next to a picture in here of the Rudy Davos. As we record this, we're in the Rudy Davos Center. Yeah. What's your What's your history with Rudy? So, thousands of years ago, when I first started in this business, I was at UC Berkeley as a like assistant AD for compliance, and I got selected to participate in the NCAA. It's like a leadership development okay. program. The modern version is called Pathways. It's kind of like um, mentoring and stuff like that. Yeah, a little bit. yeah, for women and minorities in the okay. business. And you know, I was in a class of five. We were one of the first classes. Now the classes are like 20, 25 right. individuals. And because Rudy was the only Latino AD in the country at the time, they assigned him as my mentor. So they paid for me to come down here and shadow Rudy and meet everyone and see the facilities. And he, he was really kind of always there for me. I could always call him about jobs and advice. Now that you're here this time in Albuquerque, you're, you're kind of making the rounds because you have been here, uh, been commissioner officially January 1st. January Is that right? 1st, yes. Okay, so you're kind of making the rounds, getting to know AD, schools, school presidents, stuff like that. Before we get into what you are supposed to do now as a new commissioner, why don't you uh, just tell people that are listening maybe where you come from, what the uh, quick Cliff Notes version of uh, why you are now the the new Mountain West Commissioner. <laughs> My journey started in Santa Clara, California. It's where I'm from. Uh, played basketball at UMass Amherst. Came back, went to law school at UC Berkeley. Had a cup of coffee in a labor litigation firm when I graduated okay. from law school. Realized, ah, this isn't what I want to do. Took a 50% pay cut and then worked for San Jose State as their first full-time compliance person. All right. Back in the day. Went from there to UC Berkeley to be their compliance person. And, you know, this is back when one compliance person per department, 
27 sports, 900 athletes, like what? Crazy. And then um, from there, I did my first stint at the WCC as an assistant commissioner. And uh, I was serving on an NCAA committee and met Joe Castiglione, who's the okay. a- athletic director at Oklahoma. And that was really my kind of big administrative bl- break. He made me a senior associate athletic director oversaw a bunch of different areas men's women's basketball and, and obviously a big time level like that's 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 different level than maybe you know a lot of other levels i, I suppose but i mean and it was at the heyday because and it's big time business i mean yeah it was my first year there we went to a football champ with sam bradford and elite eight with blake griffin and a final four with courtney and ashley paris like okay Wow. Yeah. You know, it was really a special, special experience. Um, and then Larry Scott took over at the Pac-10 at the time, and I came back Bay Area home to join his leadership team. And I was there for eight years, and we um, built a football champ, built a network. We moved the men's basketball tournament to Vegas. We moved yeah. the women's tournament to Seattle. We took teams to China, Australia, um, it was, we did a ton of stuff. It was really, we rebranded, we added schools. It was really, really cool, challenging. I learned a lot. You are now coming directly from the West Coast Conference. Yes. What were you uh, doing there? And then we'll jump into Mountain West. Yes. So after the Pac-12, the WCC was my first leadership opportunity. Okay. I became the commissioner there. And oddly, at that time, Gonzaga was being wooed by the Mountain West. Yes. And so my about first... four or five years ago? Five. Six years ago? Five? five? Okay. Yeah. Um, my first months on the job were spent trying to wrangle Gonzaga back to WCC. <laughs> yes. But I, admittedly, I was the last leg of that relay because a lot of the work had been done to... Um, you know, change our revenue distribution sure. and basketball formatting in order to keep them. We are now in a position at the Mountain West where I'll I'll start with, I guess, a similar topic where, not that the rumors haven't been out there for a long time, but recent story sounds like San Diego State is very much on the brink of potentially leaving the Mountain West. And there are rumblings about with Big 12 and Pac-12, what are they going to do? What might the Mountain West do? So let's just start right there. What is your, I guess... Ultimately, I get I get it's the school presidents that make all these like big time mm-hmm. decisions. But you're the one who, if nothing else, guides <laughs> guides the path for for these presidents to understand the the landscape, right? So, what what is your role in pursuing maybe possible expansion or, or invitations of people or keeping members in here? And and maybe what did you learn through the Gonzaga experience about? what levels and what extent you go to to try and keep one member who does obviously have some value but ultimately conferences are about every member yeah so it's a lot in there but i i think you know the topic well enough to to sort of answer with what is your role in this conference uh, realignment kind of landscape well the one thing i've learned is you got to be ready yeah. and you have to be um Really, we have a membership subcommittee we've created, three ADs, three presidents, and they're meeting at the end of this week, or next week. I'm losing track of my days. (laughs) Um, And we are going to go through everything. And as you know, we've been in this situation for many, many years, and Craig Thompson did a wonderful job of keeping the league and when we lost people, backfilling and that type of thing, but really articulating our why, right? Based on if we lose a school, what have we lost, and what are we trying to replace, and what are we trying to be? And there's different ways to look at that, you know? Is it... strength and competitiveness? Is it media markets? Is it academic mission value fit? But as long as you're somewhere in the middle of the ecosystem, 
if you're at the top of our league, you're always going to be aspirational. And I don't think it's our job to keep schools from doing what's best for them, but to really protect and maintain the positioning of the league and to really articulate our why and then go through the scenarios. If we lose one school, if we lose two, if we don't lose any, you know, do we add, who do we add and when? There's not a magic number anymore, is there, about how many schools have to be in the conference, right? The, I know there was an expansion time. In fact, the Mountain West, I think, was part of it when you needed that 12th team to get to the two divisions and football right. and stuff like that. None of that, to my knowledge, exists at this point No, anymore, that, right? that bylaw went away. And so another reason to think about numbers is scheduling. You know, the bigger conferences are around you, the fewer opponents you have for non deep in non-conference sure. season. But if we're surrounded east and west by two leagues that have 10, maybe – 12 schools, are we okay where we're at? Because they still need people to pay against in the non-conference. So, I'm curious then as we shift to a little bit more uh, UNM specific, um, football is the sport and the revenue stream that drives a lot of college athletics. I know there's so much more to it that you guys have to, and, and rightfully so, have to pay attention to and have to govern. For the straight revenue side of things, though, football seems to drive an awful lot of the decisions. It absolutely does. And I'm curious then... And it's driven all of conference expansion, too. It, right, absolutely. And that, that's why we have some of the just absolutely absurd, seemingly absurd kind of moves to, to different conferences that you would think otherwise don't make sense. And it affects all these other sports. In Albuquerque, there's a local football team that has struggled to, to quite take that next step. What's the conference's role in helping an individual program like that? Because the weakest link in the chain and, and all those kind of you know analogies you can say, the conference needs its low-level teams to, to to get better as well. So I'm curious what your role maybe as a conference might be in helping a Lobo football program that hasn't quite been able to get to that next level. Well, you know, we don't hire coaches. We don't build facilities. We don't recruit athletes, but we do control the format of the conference season. Sometimes in sports, we do non-conference scheduling guidelines, minimum standards, um, our championships, whether to have them or not, what their formats are. All of those are intended to get the most teams in postseason at the best possible seating. Sure. Um, so it's constant evaluation about those pillars around each sport and how we can elevate the conference as a whole. Because a healthy conference, even when you're at the bottom and rebuilding, you should either be brought up by the strength of the league or if you're at the top and have aspirations of a high seed, you should not be brought down when you enter conference play. So that's how you think about it from a conference perspective. Football and TV, where does the conference stand right now? Pretty young into or pretty early into its TV deal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but wh- where where does the the health of this league stand in terms of its uh, broadcast uh, partnerships right now? So we have three years left. We'll probably start negotiating in two in 26. Yeah, and we have really good partnerships with Fox and CBS Sportsnet, and. You know, I think we're in a really good position because a couple of things are going to happen before we go to market. We're going to figure out what the Pac-12 is doing, and there's a chance that they're going to have a really big digital streaming piece. Our network is very robust, and currently we own that 100%. Um, You also have the CFP playoff is going to go to market and negotiate their deal, um, thereby giving us another indicator. And then I think the NFL has some negotiation to do. So we do have a good opportunity based on our Western region and time zone. And I know folks don't like the late kickoff times, but as you know, in the Western region, that's why the television partners love us. So the the health of this league, I, I don't expect, I wouldn't expect you to say anything but positive things about it. But I am curious: is there a general 
How much convincing are you having to do in conversations with people not that familiar with this league that this league is at a good spot, that there is health here? Or, or how much do people kind of already understand in, in that space? everyone understands and knows that both from outsiders who just look at what's happening in the shifting landscape and who we have and um, to pundits who've done the math and looked at where we've ranked and if we had a 12 team expanded playoff for the past five, 10 years where we would have been, uh, but also really insiders like coaches understand that these are really good jobs. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're aspirational because they lead into great jobs, but. Yeah. Um, I know fans he, sometimes don't like the stepping stone idea, and I like know, the term. I know. There's never been a stepping stone job that like they didn't do pretty good though. Right. You, you don't go to a job, fail, and then step up. So like it's okay sometimes if if the job leads to another one, that, that can be okay. It's like camping. Leave it better than you found. It. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, we are as we record this at a local basketball game tonight, which I've covered this now. I'm in my 11th season with the Journal. Been doing this a while. I was here. When, before Steve Alford left, he left a pretty good thing here. They, they've had some lean times for about eight, nine years now. And I'm amazed that tonight there is a game, a Friday night game against Air Force that is going to have 14,500 people, it sounds like. Um, that, the, that didn't happen. It hasn't happened for about a decade here, games mm-hmm. like this that are getting crowds like this. So Albuquerque's happy again about what's going on with basketball. It helps the whole league when when teams like UNM, we've said things like that for years, like, oh, UNLV and San Diego State and UNM. If those three teams are healthy, the the league is healthy. Where do you see the league's health right now in terms of men's basketball? And what does that mean for the league? What what does a healthy basketball mean for the Mountain West? Well, I think the Mountain West history in basketball, especially here in Albuquerque, is really, really strong. The expectations are high. So right now this week, we are the fifth-ranked average net ranking league in the country. We're number one in the West, and we are looking at five teams eligible for at-large bids at the NCAA tournament. That's pretty dang healthy. And fifth in the West, just for people that want to put that into context, that means you're ahead of the ACC and the Pac-12 right mm-hmm. now. Um, the ACC does still have Duke. The, the Pac-12 still does have UCLA, all those teams. So yeah, the, the health of the league, I think, in terms of, of of stuff like that, just the rankings in the net and stuff like that, it, it's obvious. But what is it then, what's the next step? What does it mean in terms of institutions and money and revenue and, and stuff like that? Like getting to the NCAA tournament helps this league quite a bit. Absolutely, because of the, the, unit, N- shares yeah, the unit shares that you get for every team you get in and additional units for every game they advance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all real dollars real income but also the platform you know eyeballs on march madness and um we as the conference are trying to promote through every avenue how strong we are because it's sustaining it is the next step consistently getting this many teams in the tournament is that something that can be sustained at this level can 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 a mountain west level conference sustain four or five a year getting in that conversation absolutely think about the big east yeah we have football. We're going to have an uptick in revenue from the television agreements there and the baseline distributions just from the playoff. Um, so absolutely. What's, uh, I'll close with this last question. What is, I don't want to say a number one priority, but, but what's one thing you hope you can get that fans would identify and see and recognize pretty quickly? And then maybe what's more of a long-term aspiration in your new role as commissioner? What, what, what might fans look for immediately? And then maybe what's your bigger picture sort of goal? Well, I think what's probably going to generate the most eyeballs is the expansion. If it continues to rumble, I think there is, you know, whatever the pack 
12 does will might have a ripple effect and if they don't then i think we'll probably see some calming of the okay. waters a little bit um but then uh, i really hope we're going to do a deep dive in strategic planning and brand analysis and really try to get a consistent look and feel to our brand and its messaging and really try to be a voice in the national market. I think we have a very strong regional message and awareness, but really trying to get that into, you know, a lot of the media is concentrated in that um, northeastern corridor. I appreciate the time. Um, good luck on this job. I, I I don't even know sometimes what all it entails, but yep. I know a lot of it has to do with sometimes answering to the school presidents and ADs and stuff like that that fans don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a whole lot of uh, people at the table sometimes making these decisions. So good it luck is. with all that. I hope you enjoy your time Thank in you. Albuquerque and uh, about to go cover a game. So hopefully you enjoy the game tonight. Thank you. Appreciate Gloria, it. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. There's my conversation with Mountain West Commissioner Gloria Navarez. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Hope you enjoy all these podcasts. abqjournal.com slash sports is where you can get the full 59-episode archive of this podcast and uh, follow all our coverage, not just Lobo basketball, which I primarily do, but we have plenty of Lobo football coverage in the, in the offseason with new recruits, new coaching hires, tons of high school coverage with James Yotis. Uh, follow us. Give us, a, give us a follow on social media. Give us a follow online at abqjournal.com slash sports and subscribe if you can support local journalism abqjournal.com slash subscribe is how you can do that give me some feedback let me know what you think i'm also starting a pretty regular probably weekly reader mailbag so if you have any reader mailbag um, questions you want to you want to throw my way that i'll try and answer in a weekly column and maybe cover on some of these podcasts look for it on at jeff grammar on twitter i will solicit mailbag questions once a week and and uh, put a column together So let me know what you think. Hope you're enjoying these podcasts. Uh, Again, most of these are going to be Lobo basketball related, but I did want to veer off course when I had the interview with Gloria Navarez, the new Mountain West Conference Commissioner. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, thanks for listening.